the, the bunny. bunny. Oh, I love the bunny. I don't go to church because I just love the bunny. <laughs> hey there, haters. How's it going? What hiding there and there, there, haters? Uh, today's going to be a quick episode because I got to go to work. Um, and we wanted to do this because uh, Chloe's headed out to Florida this weekend. And we just needed to do it so we didn't have to do it over the phone or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and you know me, as soon as we have to do it over the phone... You don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Um, I finally am home from stupid trial. This was the worst trial I ever had to do. But, you know what? We made it. We survived. Yay. We won. Three out of 14 counts. So we count that as a win in the biz. As one of the attorneys would say. Oh, Yeah. But it was interesting. Um, I forgot to mention this on the podcast last week. This podcast... This trial was so emotionally physically mentally draining that i am now on my fourth rewatch of always sunny it just pushed me if you hear any loud banging it's the stupid maintenance people as per usual so you can just disregard that yeah our poor um landlord is still struggling with the maintenance that we've had since may um because apparently even after they dried the walls up there and did all that um they didn't dry them properly enough and they got mold all over there i remember he sent me pictures he was like hey can you guys make sure that you guys don't have mold because this is what my house looks like and i was like oh my god we thankfully don't have nothing not that i have seen um but yeah they're still dealing with maintenance technically we're still dealing with maintenance because we don't have a pantry but we haven't wanted to ask because we don't want people in here um, but we, we ought to at some point. Yeah. Um, personally, me, my week has been alright. I got a job offer. Hopefully I'll be starting that sometime next week. Um, going to be a house manager at a local theater. And, yeah, it's, it's a part-time job, but hopefully I can, you know, start climbing up the ranks in the arts and dance world, um, since it's what I went to school for. I'm excited to kind of see what that world is like. Even though, Lord knows I don't like customer or patron service, but, you know, it's a foot in the door. Yeah, rather than a foot in the shoe. Right. Oh, you want me to go get a job? You want me to go off to job land where they give out where jobs go on jobbies? Please. The way that... I know that that's Charlie Day just by the way that you were saying it like that. Um, but yeah, I still have to keep my other retail job until I can hopefully get some sort of promotion or like they let me, they told me that I could like work at the bar too to kind of fill in hours. So hopefully I can like, if like dive into the theater and run away from retail as fast as possible that was like one of the first things they asked in my interview was like what's your short-term goal right now and i'm like short-term goal i want (laughs) yeah i'm done it's over for me i don't want to do it no more so yeah but i literally have five to ten hours a week at my retail job right now it's like not sustainable at all they it's crazy because they told us like yeah we're gonna be cutting down on hours which in my brain was like cutting it by maybe half not like 75 percent i've 
I like our part time is 29 hours and most of the time I'm working 20, 25. Sometimes they'll push me to 29. But now like this week I'm working today. I'm working three to eight tomorrow. I'm working three to eight and that's it. And then next week I work Sunday for five hours and that's it. And I'm just like, how do y'all expect me to, like, y'all know this is my only source of income. Like, you could have at least given me more time. Because it's not like it was, it was like, oh, we're cutting out, down on hours. And then, like, they, like, slowly cut down. No, it was like, one week I had 20, the next week I had 15, and then the next week I had 5. Mm. So, it's just like, ugh, it hurts. Well... This was the most anticipated movie of the whole year. Maybe this entire century. Mm -hmm. Um, We did finally go see the Barbie movie on last Saturday. And wow. Life changing. Wow. Yeah. Um, I have had the same top four movies since 2017. And Barbie, without a doubt, kicked Baby Driver off that list. Which, I mean, quickly. quickly. Which, I love Baby Driver, but it doesn't pass the Bechtel test. Nope. Um, a lot of the cast is problematic. Kevin Spacey, Ansel Elgort. Um, and it's not very much a girl power, girl-centric, yas, lay queen movie. Mm-hmm. But I still love it, but Barbie blew that out of the water, so yeah, she had to be replaced. Um, so we really wanted to do like a good little deep dive into Barbie. We still have not seen Oppenheimer. <laughs> we will go see it, I it's promise. It's going to take a lot of energy. Yeah. Surprisingly so, I didn't know, our movie theater has a 70 millimeter uh, theater, which if you didn't know, that's like how Christopher Nolan filmed it. And wants people to watch it, but mm-hmm. not very many theaters in the U.S. have a 70 millimeter screen for you to watch it. Um, because even if you watch it in IMAX or Dolby, whatever super surround sound, it still it won't, still be, the won't be the correct format. proportion and format. Yeah. So let's get started. Okay, we have to say it at the beginning: hugely major, extreme. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, go watch the dang Go the watch dang the movie. movie. Do not listen to this podcast until yeah. you have watched the movie because you will not get it. You yeah. just won't get it. Um, and it's so much better when you experience yourself instead of hearing it from exactly our because we're not good at explaining stuff. Now, as you as you've seen with Euphoria and all that, we did not take notes like we did for Bo's Afraid. No, obviously Bo's Afraid is a much more complex, complex and complicated movie. Yeah, but, um, this one is. I mean, it's not for. I'd say it's really for all ages. I'm sure that a lot of the jokes went over like little kids' heads, mm-hmm. but it's definitely like for everyone. Bo was afraid is like for a very niche audience who knows what to expect from like Ari Aster. So Um, let's get started with a very basic plot rundown. So we have Miss Barbie. Yeah. So we wake up in Barbie land. It's a fully pink. When I wake up. All right. In my own pink world. Something, something, something wave through my homegirls. Home hey, Barbie. Hey. <laughs> um, I have been streaming the Barbie soundtrack since it dropped. 
Um, yeah, so she wakes up, everything's perfect, her hair's perfect. Yeah, she slides on her heeled slippers, she walks over to take a shower, there's no, like, water or anything, it's just, like, if you were to play with your dolls. Yeah, and, and the water is perfect. Temp, and the, temp. the toaster comes out with the perfect waffle. She's got a perfect smile, her, yeah, her perfect outfit, outfit is perfect. She is slaying. Ready to go. Um, then we meet Ken and all the rest of the Barbies, and you get your little, and hi, Barbie, Alan. hi, Ken, hi, Barbie, and Alan. Alan's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Alan is a big, big deal. We'll get into him. He's um, Ken's best friend, yeah, and who fits, fits into, into all of his clothes. And so, Ken, we see the narrator, she's like, um, Barbie has a perfect day every day. Ken only has a perfect day if Barbie, like, acknowledges him. Yeah. So he's, like, already trying to get her attention, and all the other Barbies and Kens are talking to her. And in an effort to go impress Barbie, he goes into the waves, but he crashes really hard. Mm -hmm. And now, and he gets hurt, so Dr. Barbies have to come out. And I noticed this last night, but um, he's like, yeah, I don't really have a job. My job is really just beach, like, just vibe at the beach. And Hari Neff's. Barbie is like, and don't you do just such a good job at that? Like, says it in such a condescending little tone. Like, how some man would talk to you. Yeah. And I just love that detail. Um, after that, we see, um... Well, he's like, can I come to your house tonight, Barbie? So then Barbie's like, yeah, I don't have anything big going on. Just a huge party where we all have choreographed dance moves and we all have a hurrah. And then it cuts to this said party... Um, where they're Watch all dancing. Me dance, dance, dance night away. Um, and it's an incredible little sequence. Scene. Yeah. Margot Robbie is so gorgeous. So sleepy. So sleepy. She is so beautiful. Um, and then Ken kind of cuts in, and then he tries to get her attention again. The Kens are dancing. We see a little rivalry forming between Ken and Simu Liu's Ken. Mm-hmm. And so then Ken is, like, trying to make a move on Barbie, and she's like, okay, goodbye, I don't yeah. want you here, yeah. and all this, and he's she's like, well, like, it's girls' night, yeah. so you can't sleep over. And then she's like, well, it's girls' night every night. Yeah. Which, yeah, it sure is. It should be. As, as it should be. And so he's, like, kind of disappointed. And then she wakes up and, oh, at the dance party, she's like, do you guys ever think about death? And then yeah. they're like, what? And she's like, oh, never mind. I mean, I'm dying to, to dance. dance. And so... Next day she wakes up. Her hair is not perfect this time. No. She's got bad breath. She really don't feel like waving to every Barbie that she sees. She gets in the shower and it's cold. Her waffle is burned. Her, her milk, milk is, is spoiled. Yeah. And she falls out of her house. Instead of gently, gently floating Gently gliding down. down. So she's like, what is going on? And then she goes to the beach and she takes off her shoes to join her girlies and her feet are flat. Oh, flat feet! (laughs) Which I find so funny because it's like, they make it seem like there are no beauty standards in Barbie land. Everyone Mm -hmm. is beautiful, but the second you don't... You're not conforming to what is expected of the other Barbies. It's like it's something weird. Yeah. yeah, like her flat feet. And they're like, okay. She's like, there's something wrong with me. Like all this stuff happened. And they're like, you got to go see Weird Barbie. Mm-hmm. She'll tell you what you got to do. So she goes to Weird Barbie's house. And Weird Barbie is like, oh, 
she's like, well, what's going on? She's like, my shower was cold and I have thoughts of death. And then she's like, well, you probably have cellulite too. And she like picks up. And that's another thing like, oh, everybody's so perfect and no matter what you look like. And then she's like, oh my God, cellulite. So Weird Barbie tells her that she needs to go to the real world and that the little girl who is playing with her is sad. So she needs to go and repair and repair the rip in the space-time continuum or whatever and so she's like okay i got a journey into barbie or into the world real world and they give her this nice little go-off party like good luck in the real world so you don't get cellulite it's Mm -hmm. way longer than Mm -hmm. that and ken is like oh she's just she doesn't even want you to come with her and ken's like well i did ask her and she told me no like you need to stay here like trying to come off as cool she drives away. Ken was hiding in the back seat, and he's like, I'm coming with you. Yeah. And so they travel into the real world, and they're roller skate, skating, and instantly, Barbie's like, you know what? I just feel like this thing I've never felt before. I feel like self-conscious, like everybody's staring at me. Everybody's looking at me. All these men are objectifying her, and she's never experienced this in her life. Simultaneously, Ken's like, this is amazing. Everyone's looking at me. Everyone's He's paying like, attention to me. I feel so powerful right yeah. now. And so some dude grabs her ass, and she punches him in the face. And they get arrested. They get arrested. Then they go out, and she's... Even, even the police are objectifying her, saying, like, oh, I love a leotard. And the spandex and yeah. all this. And then, so she's like... For the first time ever, probably, she's like, I feel uncomfortable in, like, what I'm wearing with all these men staring at me. Like, I need more clothes. So they steal some sleigh cowboy getup, Mm -hmm. but they don't understand the concept of money. So they run away, away, and then they get arrested again. And the police are like, wow, she looks even sexier with, like, more clothes on. Like, keep it, girlfriend. And so Barbie, like, sits at a bus stop. She has to contemplate her life. I said basic rundown. We're really going into it right now. She's contemplating her life, and Ken's like, all right, I'm going to go off and do my own thing. And Ken, like, discovers, like, the patriarchy. And the idea of, like, men shutting down women, and men aren't charged, and not women. Men are on all the money. Bill Clinton, horses, brewski beer. Hey, man, what's up? Let's go pound some some protein shakes, protein shakes or whatever yeah. and barbie is like sitting at the bus stop and she is thinking because she needs to find the little girl so she's thinking and she's getting all these memories of this little girl and then she looks over at this older woman at the bus stop and she's like you're so beautiful that one gets me mm-hmm. gets me and she's like i know it mm-hmm. Slay. and she's actually a very famous costume designer who, what was the one she literally just did this year? With um, Greta Gerwig. She did um, White Noise. She did another one that just came out this year. Oh. Can't remember. But she's like in her 90s and this woman is still designing costumes and she's incredible. Um, so yeah, then Barbie's like, I know her. I just saw her. She's out of school. So they go to the school and she finds a little girl. Her name is Sasha, which this is a really cool Easter egg. They're all supposed to be the brats. Yeah. Because yeah. we have, we have Sasha, who's like Latina. Next to her on the left is a black girl, which we think is Yasmin. Um, and then a girl to her right is blonde, and then a girl, at which the would end, be Chloe. Yeah, and the girl at the end is this Asian girl who would be Jade. So it's like a cool little Easter egg that they put like 
the Bratz girls in the Barbie movie, mm-hmm. which is funny because then the Bratz did a TikTok where they went and saw Oppenheimer yeah. opening night, which is <laughs> They're so funny. Shade. So yeah, Barbie's like, it's me, I'm your favorite. Like, the whole concept of Barbie is that in Barbie world, they think that feminism has solved every problem, yeah. everything's perfect in the real world, yeah. there's no anything like girl power has slayed the day save the world so she's like thinking that these girls are gonna be like oh my god barbie thank you so much you're my hero i want to give you a big hug and here's jade telling her or sasha telling her like you know what you since the dawn of your existence you've been making women feel bad about themselves you're you're a fascist all this kind of stuff and she's like heartbroken she runs away she and then cries. gets picked up by Mattel, Mattel, who realized that Barbie and Ken were out, so they went and picked them up, um, but Ken wasn't with Barbie, so he's like, well, I'm gonna go to Barbie land and tell the Kens about patriarchy. Because also, while Barbie was talking to Sasha, he went into the library and picked up books on patriarchy and horses and why men are the greatest and trucks. And trucks. So he's going back to Barbie land so that he can spread the ideas of patriarchy. While Barbie goes to Mattel thinking that they're going to help her. her. And they want to put her back in a box. And so right as they're about to put her back in the box, she like slips out and is like, I think I'm going to go use the bathroom. And then she runs and Speed Drive by Charlie XCX starts playing. And And she ends up getting picked up by Sasha's mom, who we learned. Well, before that, she goes into a room and it's an older Girl, woman. We said basic rundown. Come on. <laughs> well, it's an older woman named Ruth who's talking to her, and then she's like, "Oh, if you go through this door, you can get out of here." So then she gets picked up by Sasha's mom, who realizes that, oh my God, maybe she's the little girl who Barbie was thinking of because she's been really sad and lonely lately. So she's been playing with the Barbie dolls that they used to play with when yeah. Sasha was younger. And that's why Barbie has been feeling all these depressed and getting cellulite and everything so they're like oh my god well let's go to barbie land because mattel is after us right now so after the car commercial scene yeah blatant (laughs) car commercial scene i that's probably one of my only complaints from this movie um so they head back to barbie land and they get there and they realize that the patriarchy has ruined barbie land Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the Barbies are catering to all the Kens. Yeah. She's the like, pres- oh, those are the Supreme Court that, that are... Dressed as Dallas Cowboys yeah. right now. Cheerleaders. Um, and President Barbie is literally out there like, want a brewski beer yeah. and all this? And they're like scantily dressed. Ken is like only staring at Barbie's body now, not really seeing her as a person. Right. They have like body hair now before they were like shaved and waxed clean. And now mm-hmm. they're like with beards and cowboy hats and fringe. Yeah. And Ken, the all the Kens have now taken over the dream houses. They've all got big flat screens playing horse TV mm-hmm. and all this. And Ken is like trying yeah. to be like... They're so you're either you're either going to be my wife or you're going to be my long-term distance low commitment girlfriend all this. And so Barbie's upset and she has a little existential crisis. Yeah. And when she lays down in the dirt, she gets back up and she's less yossified. Mm-hmm. She's got a more natural face going on. She's like I'm not pretty anymore. And then yeah. So they all go back to weird Barbie's house. And they're, like, forming the plan. How are they going to end the patriarchy? So they start infiltrating 
the Kens being like, oh no, I don't know how to use a computer. I don't know how to use Photoshop. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do sports. Here, let us help you. Yes. So good. And so they deprogram all of the Barbies who were brainwashed by the patriarchy. And the final act is that they're going to let the Kens play guitar at them. Mm-hmm. Here's where we get um, pushed by... Yeah, I wanna push you around. Which, well, I will. if you grew up with a divorced dad, you will know Matchbox Twenty pretty well. Um, and as, I wanna take you for granted. <laughs> the the accent that Ryan Gosling put on is good. so good when he goes, "Well, yeah." <laughs> we were crying. I was like, "Oh my god, it's I have not heard of good. Matchbox 28. In a long time. So they play on all of Ken's, like, egos and everything, and they start interacting. Barbie's texting Simu Liu's Ken, and he gets jealous. So the Ken's go into a beach off. Yeah, they start fighting each other. And sing the new man or Muppet. Yeah. I'm just Ken! And, um... So they go into a dance-off, and they start to find that they can get along with each other. Yeah. And they start holding hands, kissing each other on the cheeks, like, getting along with each other. Yeah. But by then, the Barbies have reinstated the Constitution, ended the patriarchy, everything's happily ever after. But what about this Barbie? What is she going to do now? And she realizes Mm. that she can't be Barbie anymore. Yeah. And that she thinks she's going to go be a human. And she meets back with Ruth, who is actually Ruth Handler, who created Barbie. And she's like, what do I do? And all this. And she's like, "I like, ideas last forever. People, not so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. And so then she's like what do I do? And she's like, well, take my hand. I can't let you do this without seeing like all that could be. And then comes the most (laughs) montage of just women, girlhood, girl boss, everything. Yeah. The most heartbreaking song by Miss Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. All is forgiven. I'm like, all is forgiven with Miss Billie Eilish again. Um, we're cool again because of this song. <laughs> because it emotionally wrecks me. Um, yeah, and so then Barbie is in the real world now. And we're all boohoo crying, boohoo crying. And you think she's like going into a job interview or something like that. And she's like, I'm here for my gynecologist appointment. And then it goes, in a bed like the Barbie. <laughs> and that's the whole movie. So we wanted to get into some topics, so let's break down the patriarchy. <laughs> so what I found interesting, and I, I've seen a lot of commentary on TikTok, so not all these thoughts are, um, are my own, but I'm bringing them up. What I found interesting about Ken's patriarchy versus like Barbie land as it was originally is that the Kens were just ignored. Like all all that they were was just like extra. They were side pieces. They weren't like there to serve or they they weren't, you know, mistreated in any way. I wouldn't even say that they were like an accessory to Barbie. Like they were their own people. Yeah. They were just they were just there. They weren't like necessarily like hold any places of power or anything like that, but they were not like discriminated against. But then when Ken brings 
patriarchy there the, the barbies are then turned to servants, servants. they're all wearing like some of them are wearing maid outfits they're rubbing their feet they're you know bringing them beers they're doing what they ask so it kind of just like shows this idea of like the f- this is the future that f- the feminists want like mm-hmm. those memes and things like that it's like it's not that we want men to be our servants we just want to be equal to them yeah that one you know the people that go up to like trump supporters and they're asking them like questions the one where it was like they were talking to them about gay marriage and they're like she's like they're just so selfish and he's like yeah they just want too much they just want and they want equal and she's like yeah they want more equal it's too much (laughs) yeah yeah but Definitely, like, especially because you see so many of these, like, high-powered women, like, Nobel Prize winning Barbie or Supreme Court Justice Barbie. It's like, all of a sudden, they don't have that role anymore. They're just Barbie. Yeah. And they're just there to serve. And it wasn't like the Kens were out there, like, trying to, you know, take their place. Like, they didn't want to be leaders. They just wanted to be, like, powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to necessarily have, like, the leading roles. Like, they weren't out here being like, well, I'm president now, and now I want to be a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Like, they just wanted to be tended to and, and treated like little boys. Just, like, the way that the power was so different. Like, you see President Barbie at the beginning, like, you all are so beautiful, and we all get along so well. Give each other a hug. Give each other a pat on the back. And it's like, when the Kens are in power, the town is a mess. Mm-hmm. Like, the... The rooms house. are chaotic yeah. and everything and they're violent with each other yeah. they're fighting on the beach yeah. over something so petty as like being jealous of barbies flirting with them and everything but then there's like the discourse of this movie being too feminist ben shapiro got so pissed off he went and made a 50 minute video about everything wrong with barbie and then on the other side of the spectrum you have people that are saying that it wasn't feminist enough and it's kind of like, y'all are missing the point of the movie. Yeah. Because Barbie, while she is like a feminist figure and a feminist icon, it just showed that even though she's done all this, it's not enough to fix the patriarchy yeah, in the yeah. real world. Yeah. Like, she's doing, it's a doll. Yeah. She's not going to solve everything. Right. And at the end of the day, it's like when people are, like, I the first night that we watched it, we had like a kerfuffle with these people who bought the wrong tickets and they thought that we had their seats and we're like, no, we definitely have our seats. Um, but I saw one of the ladies afterwards and I was just like, hey, how did you like the movie? And she was like, oh, poor Ken. I'm like, poor Ken. You just missed the whole freaking point of yeah. the movie. He literally destroyed Barbie land. And he didn't even apologize is no. the craziest part. Barbie went and apologized for ignoring him and for not being in love with him. And he never said sorry about well, destroying he- her house, destroying her friends, destroying everything. Even after she like apologized to him and everything, he still thought that it was like a ploy for him to kiss her. Because yeah. he immediately goes in for a kiss and she's like, that's not what this is exactly. about. Like, like, And that's so true in like our society. It's like the second you show niceness to a man and he thinks that it's like an open, you know, invitation to be like... In love with him. Yeah. That's like the jokes that are like um, men when they tell you they have to tell you something. Yeah. And they're just like, no! <laughs> it's like your best guy friend when he says that he has to tell you something. And you're like, please, no. don't do that. Yeah. So, 
Also, the concept of girlhood. Oh! My inner child just... Oh! Yeah. Yeah, I, I said that with, like, um, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Just, like, the concept of girlhood is such a sacred thing to me. And, like, I just... If I would literally give anything in the world to just be, like, five years old again and be yeah. that innocent and have no concept of anything. And just, like the whole girls night thing and all the barbies just being so supportive of each other and everything like that like oh that's all i gotta say yeah and it comes down to like i i, I think a lot of people have s- sat with the barbie movie a lot and even like i'll see like sad tiktoks like every day about <laughs> like i'd be on tiktok right now and the billy eilish song comes on and i'm already tearing up yeah. i'm like oh but there's a lot of people, you know, bringing back, like, memories of them playing with Barbies with their, their mom specifically. And, like, I saw one that's, like, the Barbie movie is just a reminder that our moms are just, girl, like, little mm-hmm. girls, too. And I'm like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Like, I know, but it's also, like, ugh. Um, so it's just a lot of, like, just being in touch with, like, your innocent self like we girls mm-hmm. we have to grow up so quickly like i saw i think it was america ferrera she was like you know men can still have their man caves and play their mm-hmm. video games and this and that but women are expected to like cater to your entire family yeah. and Become, your whole yeah. day you get off of work but then your second job starts of caring for your family cooking a meal cleaning yeah. the house everything like you don't have any time for yourself yeah so it just comes down to like Growing up and still being in touch with, like, your younger self, which I feel like our generation has done a lot more than, obviously, past generations. Mm -hmm. Like, even to the point where we're like, well, I'm just a 23-year-old little girl. Like, I'm just a... I'm still just a teenage girl. Like, I, I... I, I was thinking this yesterday because I had a little bit of a mental breakdown. And I'm like, I'm just a little girl. I shouldn't have to go through these adult emotions. Like, I shouldn't have to worry about such adult things. I'm still just a child. Yeah. And I mean, that's another thing, too. I saw one thing. It's like, how are men allowed to, like, have Funko Pops and everything like that? And it's seen as, like, a hobby and yeah. a collectible. But if I want to have, like, Hello Kitty or something like that, like, I'm seen as childish. Right. But also, like, I think, like, your teenage years, like, I remember I'd be so embarrassed to, like, be seen in Justice or something at, like, 13 or, like, I didn't want to play with toys anymore because I didn't want to be seen as, like, a baby. And now as, like, an adult, I'm like, girl, you could have held on. Yeah, and I mean, little girls are growing up so fast nowadays, especially with social media. Like, the the amount of, like, girls I get coming into my store who are, like, 12 and they're, like, wearing, like, Brandy Melville. And, and I'm like, okay, girl, slay. I'm glad your parents have that money that you can buy those things. But when I was 12, I was wearing Walmart <laughs> glittery shirts and like <laughs> ruffled skirts and definitely did not have a good sense of style it's like yeah i wish that i could go back to that girlhood and feel so innocent about like my most horrendous outfit and <laughs> like instead of like the way that i like have so much many like self-conscious body image issues that i do now yeah i got emotional last night because i was on tiktok and I actually took screenshots of them because I didn't want to forget them. But I remembered somebody was going through their, like, Barbie Fairytopia collection. And I'm looking at this right now. It's, like, the main doll from the movie. I had this doll. And I totally forgot about it because I told you I had this little bibble. And 
I actually dressed like her for Halloween when I was five. And then I also had this doll and I totally forgot about her. It's like a pink doll with like a glittery thing and she was a fairy. So I was I had, emotional last night. I, was like, I had a Barbie MP3 player. I had a, I can't remember if it was a Barbie head or a Bratz head, but I had one of those heads that you can like put makeup on. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting pissed off at Milo because he put like nail polish all over it and <laughs> ruined it. Um, I had a lot of baby dolls growing up, too. I was, like, a big baby doll girl. I was not a baby doll girl. I was a big baby doll girly. Um, So, yeah, it's just, like, nice to kind of sit in, like, your childhood memories that, Mm -hmm. like, we don't normally think about. I also had a giant Barbie pinata. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. I do remember my parents coming home with that into our apartment in Miami, and that thing was bigger than me, so. I had a Barbie laptop, and I wish I still had it. And it had this one little game that if you want to go that's all I remember. Okay. Um, let's talk about weird Barbie and Alan. Gabby did not get this, but I said that I had a whole thing that I could get into with this. So they are like so queer coded, so so queer coded, and. Like, you see, like, Weird Barbie, she's, like, an outcast from society. Like, she's got short hair, she wears funky clothes, funky makeup, and, like, everybody's calling her Weird Barbie to her face. And she, like, lives on the outskirts of town kind of by herself. And Alan, like, he doesn't really fit in with the boys, he doesn't really fit in with the girls. Mm-hmm. And, um... I loved the detail of, like, when Ken introduced the patriarchy that the only thing about Alan that changed was he had a little horse patch on his shirt. Mm -hmm. And, um, what am I saying? Almost, like, trying to fit in without, like, wanting to actually change. Yeah. And so then, like, he's not happy with the way the patriarchy has, like, affected Ken and how it's affected, like, the whole Barbie land. So he wants to get out of Barbie land. Mm -hmm. But then he, like, helps the Barbies out with the whole scheme. The whole scheme. My favorite joke in the whole movie is Michael Sarah going, as soon as they learn how to build that si- that wall sideways and not just up. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see the Kens all just, like, stacking, stacking one pile of bricks <laughs> in one direction. And it's actually funny because the sign that they had um, originally. originally said men, men working and they because of michael sarah they had edited it to say ken working um which is even funnier yeah but i mean it's just like very i could really understand that because like as a queer person you're just like isolated you don't really fit in 100 percent with like the girlies maybe not so much the boys the boyies Mm -hmm. so to me i could definitely see them as being like a queer allegory especially kate mckinnon lesbian salute lesbian yeah um what i found interesting about alan was that he could hear the narrator while most Mm -hmm. others didn't interact with anything the narrator was saying at one point when when she's introducing alan and she's like there's only one alan he's like yeah i'm kind of confused about that like yeah he can hear the narrator which we hear later in the movie that there have been multiple Allens and that they've escaped into the real world and that's all of InSync apparently <laughs> which is so funny cuz i have a picture of InSync on my wall and I'm they just, are giving Allen uh, they are giving Allen um 
So it's, like, interesting to think, like, Alan is just, like, this replaceable character who, like, knows that they are replaceable yeah. in a sense. Well, it could also just be, like, being aware of yourself being so different. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that could be said on there. Um, also, non-heteronormativity. When I, like, first saw the trailers and the poster and everything, I thought it was going to be, like, oh, like, yeah, they're in love. Mm -hmm. And, like, they'll get together throughout the movie or whatever. But Barbie stands firm and she's really, like, no, like, I I don't want anything to do with you. I'm not in love with you. All that kind of stuff. Like, she it doesn't do a happily ever after thing, which I think is really important for sure. What I appreciate is, like, um... Will Ferrell is plays the Mattel CEO, and it's like, well, what's the end of Barbie's story? And he goes, well, she's in love with Ken. And I'm like, and, you know, we get Sasha, she's like, that is not her story. Which is so important to, like, you know, a lot of women are told that, like, our whole point in life is to find a man and to create a family. And that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be everyone's story. It's not a bad thing if it is your story. Yeah. If you if you find... Whatever you're happy yeah, doing. Like, if you want to be a stay-at-home mom and do all that, that is so good. And I'm glad that your husband or whoever can provide that for you. But that doesn't have to be the story for everyone. And it doesn't have to mean that people who want to go separate routes are doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I thought another interesting thing was that, like, um, a lot of us did not have Ken dolls. Like, I did not have any boy Barbies at all. So, like, the concept of them being in, like, a relationship with a man or anything like that when I was playing with them did not cross my mind. Right. Like, we discussed in the other episode, like, I was doing natural disasters, murder <laughs> scenes. I would love to see... Your Barbie land. Like, your, your Barbie's I kept, land. I kept them I saw one so that was pretty. Like, this, this girl, she said that she couldn't find any black Barbies, so she just drew on her white Barbie, <laughs> and she was like, now I realize that she's they were in Barbie doing land black and face. <laughs> the funniest one is the girl who, during 2020, was, like, morphing the Barbies into, like, Lorax Barbie or Cat in the Hat Barbie, and she's, like, crying. She's, like, me realizing that she's walking around Barbie land, like, but um what was i just talking yeah i i had like a target dollhouse that i got for christmas in fourth grade i want to say i I had it i only had the dora house oh slay (laughs) no oh my god i had the strawberry shortcake house i forgot about that this is gonna make me so sad um i'm just gonna finish this episode and cry yeah but um I yeah. gotta work, I can't do that. I kept all my dolls, like, very nice and pretty. I remember when I grew out of dolls, I gave them to a family friend, her two daughters, and apparently the, they never <laughs> let their dolls be dressed. Like, they would always have them all naked. <laughs> so, yeah. I just, yeah. And going back, I, that was a long tangent. Going back, just, like, the concept of Ken never really crossed our minds. And even Gloria was saying in the movie, like, yeah, I never had a Ken, which that's my theory is that Barbie was originally Gloria's Barbie yeah. because she says like, I haven't been in a box for a long time. And Gloria's talking about like, Oh, I had a weird Barbie. Yeah. And I think that Kate McKinnon is her weird Barbie yeah. and all that. So this Barbie's non-interest in Ken could just simply be an extension of Gloria and the way that she played with Barbie Mm -hmm. is my theory. 
Um, I also, I was talking to my mom a little bit about this last night because um, she went and saw the Barbie movie recently. But she was saying that she just couldn't believe like how fast Ken fell into the patriarchy and like how it consumed him so quickly. And I was telling her, I was like, well, I mean, that's just every boy I went to high school with. And um, like one minute, and I can think of a couple people in my mind, like eighth grade, I'd have a boy who would be the sweetest person ever, like totally friendly. Like we would hug each other and just be really nice and friendly with each other. And then it was like within two years, he fell into like a super conservative pipeline and just would not, he would say really terrible things and yeah. make really awful off, like off color jokes and stuff like that. And just was not the same nice boy that I had known two years back. And it's just like, I kind of even feel that like, with my father in a sense like you know I grew up with a very like you know he had a daughter yeah. so it just felt like um he was very like he wasn't afraid to like play with dolls and things like that he was very open to like my girly interests mm -hmm. like he helped me playing cooking mama he even made me like we would make recipes from cooking mama and we would bake cakes and make makeup and things like that he was very much like open to doing quote-unquote girly things because it was something that i was into yeah and then as soon as i grew up and became my own person he kind of like slithered back into this like machismo kind of thought process mm -hmm. and the idea of like girls are girls and boys are boys and blah 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 so it's kind of rough like to see it happening in your in your own family too yeah but definitely i mean there's so many youtube videos about it like the alt-right pipeline but i know a lot of these boys would start off on pewdiepie pewdiepie is a big one yep. thank god i escaped those clutches and now we've got people like andrew tate. andrew tate oh my god joe rogan it's just scary to know that there's like 10 year old boys who are like telling their teachers that Andrew Tate are, is their role model. Yeah. Like, that is just so scary. Ugh. But all I can say is, I didn't raise Calvin like that. Nope. When I was little... Did you see the TikTok that I sent you that was like, I think God made little brothers to be your best friend. <laughs> and it was this little brother being like... <laughs> <laughs> I sent Calvin a TikTok that was like, um, older sis being raised by an older sister or something like that and it was like just some kid be getting the shit be out of him and I, I sent that to him and he's like yeah but that was emotionally i was mean to that boy when I know. <laughs> but now we're besties um but yeah no when i was little my whole family would call me little mama because i bossed that boy around and there's definitely i i say the raised by women women written by woman men they exist because they do, they do. i was not letting that little boy go down no pol no pipeline mm. no sir mm -hmm. top artist of the year every year is lana del rey for him um yeah beauty standards mm -hmm. fear of aging mm -hmm. i think they really because yeah like we were talking about earlier like there are beauty standards in barbie land like they even mentioned like hair malfunctions so like obviously there's barbies that deal with like not having like the perfectly blowed out hair yeah. and like 
we see as she changes into more of a human throughout, like, she starts off with, like, very nice, like, it's subtle, but it's yeah. definitely Barbie makeup. Yeah. And then by the end of it, she's really become a mascara and chapstick kind of girl. Which, I wish I had Margot Robbie's skin because she's gorgeous. What? Yeah. But, yeah, it's just nice to see, like, an acceptance of that. And I think the scene with her and the old woman on the bench is just so important. They were actually thinking about cutting that. Really? And I don't think the movie would be the same without that. Because right. it's just, like, an acknowledgement that no matter what you look like, what age you are, anything like that, like, you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you have wrinkles or anything like that, that just shows that you've experienced life. And yeah. that it's so scary. I think we've talked about this before. Just the girls on TikTok that have, like, the straws that you can drink out of so you don't get any mouth wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Or they train their faces to not express emotions. It's like, you're not living. Yeah. Like, you're doing all this but you're not allowing yourself to experience anything like it's scary yeah and i mean like we've said in the past like you're welcome to do whatever you want to make yourself feel good Mm -hmm. but it's like we live in a generation now that's like you almost feel like you have to a lot of the times like you have to get the botox and you have to get the injections and the filler to kind of like fit this spot Standard. and i mean if that's what you want to do go for it girl as long as you don't get nothing botched and crazy um but yeah so you don't look like detox so you don't look like what was that one guy oh ollie ollie london ollie london ollie london jimin <laughs> all right and then yeah of course so her name is stereotypical barbie just like Ken, who just does beach, she just does stereotype. Yeah. So she, that's another struggle that she faces through the movie is like, well, there's like President Barbie, there's Space Barbies, there's male Barbies, everything like that. Like, what do I do? Like, yeah. what was I made for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was really just like finding the joy in being yourself. Like, yeah. you don't have to go and live this extraordinary life and do all like this. Like... You could go out, shop at Walmart every Saturday, relax with a good book, and work at the Dollar Tree down the road. Mm. And as long as you're happy, you've done it right. I think that's something I've personally been struggling with a lot. You know, trying to find a career that I'm interested in. My my career goal? No job. Me too. Freedom. I, I wish I could just get paid to just sleep and sit at home occasionally go to italy like if i could live in a cabin with like a pool in the back and never have to worry about money that would be my life goal Mm -hmm. um and like occasionally like dance on a stage or whatever i told one of the attorneys i said i wish i could just get paid to get pretty and she's like well you know there are jobs like that and i was like yeah that is true But it's like, you know, it does, you don't have to be the next CEO. You don't have to be... The next she-e-o. Slay. <laughs> you don't have to be a girl boss. You don't have to... And that's what I find, like, is so toxic about, like, a lot of male culture now is, like, you have to be the boss. You have to be the alpha. You have to be this, this, and that. Yeah. yeah like, they have, like, training camps, and you've got, like, Gary V, who's like, you have to be... Which, you know, finding financial stability and things like that, that is great. That is perfectly fine to, like, 
train about. But, like, not everyone can be number one. Mm -mm. So it's, like, trying to force yourself into this position of, like, I gotta be the best. And I've gotta cut out everything that makes me not be the best. And that is, like, such a toxic way of thinking about things um, that, like, essentially it hurts the people who are doing it and the relationships that they are trying to create because you just, you know, you've tried to, like, ice out everyone who's not helping you grow, which is important to, like, keep your circle to things that only benefit you. But if you're really only trying to have people around and relationships that are going to, like, make you this better all being like it's like it's a it's a very toxic energy to be in mm-hmm. and like high vibrational food and high vibrational the liver king yeah like crazy stuff like that all right well with that let's get into some oscar predictions because greta gerwig will be seeing you at the oscars yes we will be seeing you uh ryan gosling Morgan robbie yeah. I think Ryan Gosling a little bit more. Margot right. Robbie did a great job. I think uh, I think she captured the emotions really well. Yeah. I think Ryan Gosling just like played himbo. Yeah. He became Ken. Yeah. I think um, maybe supporting actress for Miss America. I've that one clip Same. of her doing the little monologue. Yeah. I see that oh, on the Oscar stage. I do too. Absolutely. Men. I don't see a no. supporting actor for no. men. No, don't either. No, not no. really. I think we'll probably see um, what was Set. I made for. Oh, yeah. Or I'm just Ken. I could see either one of those for, for original song. Original song, yeah. Um, Set design, Set design. obviously. Costuming, obviously. Yeah. Probably yeah. makeup. Maybe cinematography. Maybe. Yeah. I think is Director, makeup with costuming? No. It is. Makeup yeah. and hair are yeah. together. Yeah, that's what it They'll is. They'll definitely be there. Uh, director, director for sure. Definitely, Greta. Uh, probably original screenplay because mm-hmm. it's just so unique. So unique, and oh, soundtrack, mm-hmm. score, everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting best picture, a best picture. A yeah, I'm expecting a sweep. A sweep for sure. Um, let's get into some questions. Who? Oh my God. Patrick Mahomes, you've just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? I'm going to Disneyland. You're triggered. I love that. Played on Hulu for like a good minute, and it was the funniest commercial I've ever seen in my life. All right, let's see. Let's see. Bestie Calvin said, would you commit tax evasion? Yeah. Yeah. Do you see freaking Shakira committed tax evasion in Spain? Again? In Spain. Yeah. That's, like, so sleigh boss of her. Like, get them colonizers, queen. <laughs> Bessie Calvin said, what type of Barbie would you create if you had the chance? And his example is the cellulite Barbie. Um, hmm. Let's do, like, unibrow Barbie or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like she would slay. Yeah. I think I would do... I would do short Barbie. Because, mm. I mean, you've got, like, Stacy, who's, like, a little girl. Yeah. But you don't have, like, a genuinely short Barbie. Like, true. They're all that, like, pers- like 
uh, what's the word? I'm long proportionately legged. long. Yeah. Let's let's get a little shorty in here. Short queen. A short queen. A little five three queen. Uh, Bestie Nicole said, "Fave one liner, sublime." <laughs> That, that one, one kills so me. Good. That one was good. Um, <laughs> let me think. Let me think. Um, You've just caught me reading. Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to think. Trying to think. Oh, oh. Um, way to go, White Savior Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> that one was good. White Savior Barbie killed me. Uh, Bestie Nicole said, if you could change something about the movie, what would it be? Um, I mentioned this pretty briefly um, to Chloe the other day. I do, the only complaint I had about the movie was how stuck in the binary it was. Obviously, it's already such a complex movie about gender that adding, like, that third, third plus idea of, like, not male or female is hard because they just had Barbie and Ken. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do wish it kind of went into that complexity just a little bit more. I think Alan minorly touched on that a little bit. Yeah. But obviously didn't go very deep. Yeah. Um, for me, I'll get rid of that Chevy commercial. Yeah. <laughs> we did not need that. That one was a lot. Cheesed it up a little bit. Yeah. Especially doesn't help because y'all are actually using that as a real life commercial. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, I have not. Yeah, it's legit. I think it was also because the car looked so fake. Like, the yeah, shaded it- blue, like, looked, like, so... Like, not movie. It looked very commercial. Yeah. Was, even the that, way it was shot. That little clip was just yeah. felt out of the necessary. Uh, what did... Nick Bestie Nicole said, what didn't meet your expectations? No bibble. Mm. No schlan poofa. Mm-hmm. What am I to do? <laughs> um, no mention of Princess and the Popper. No priminger. <laughs> No 12 Dancing Princesses. No 12 Dancing Princesses. Yeah. No um, Baby Chrissy. No Baby Chrissy. That's important. That is so important. So important. Um, I think genuinely, though, the only thing that didn't meet my expectation was... Ew. Excuse me. I wish... Uh, I wish it dived a little more into, like, the mother-daughter... It did a little bit. It did a lot at the end, too. Mm-hmm. But, like... Yeah, I feel like um, Sasha and Gloria's, like, relationship as mother and daughter just, like... Got solved so, so easily. So quickly. And it's, like... like they didn't have a deep moment Right. They went, they went from, like, her literally brushing off her mom and, like, being, like, don't look at me. Like, to, like, singing in the car with her. Yeah. 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 It could have been, like... Could have gone in a Obviously, little like, sometimes teenage daughters just be having, like, a petty grudge for no reason, but there's definitely a lot more to it. Like, there's not, like, daughters don't just hate their moms for no diddly darn reason. Like, yeah. there has to be two Some sides of the story. Yeah, mom, uh, moms can be problematic, too. <laughs> like, I'm sure in their world, like, Gloria, uh, America Ferrera's character, you know, might have, like done something out of the ordinary, done something to kind of, like, hurt her daughter's feelings or, like, feel... Like, the the idea that, like, daughters just be hating their moms for no reason is, like, there's something else there. Yeah. For sure. That could have been dived into a little more. Uh, Bestie Issa said, favorite scene? 
it's gotta be I'm just kidding yeah, for me. I, the first time we saw that, my jaw literally was just dropped. I, was I couldn't just believe it. The whole time, it's incredible. And it's crazy because I saw those clips in the movie or like in, in the, the trailers, trailers, but I I didn't know what kind of like context they would have. Oh, going back to favorite one liner is definitely another one. Is when Ken is like. Yeah, once I figured out the patriarchy didn't have any horses, I kind of lost interest yeah, anyways. That one was good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Relatable. Um, do you have a favorite scene? Probably that one. Yeah. Um, or, like, the first dance sequence was also really fun. Oh, it's just very mesmerizing. Yeah. Uh, Bestie Issa said, fave mother-related scene. Hmm. The whole, like, mothers stand still so their daughters... Ugh. That... That line kills me. Kills me. That one's just, like... I also love... What I love about that little montage they had of, like, the different people, like... Obviously, I had a feeling that it was, like, people who worked on the movie and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, But I love that it wasn't just, like... Because it could have easily been, like, just, like, childhood. Yeah. Like... But they, Ju- but they included like older women and mothers and daughters and women grandmothers. Of all years. Yeah, um, like Margot Robbie, she said that her clip was the one girl like putting Doing blush on. She was getting ready like to get married. So it's like things like very important moments of life, like little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bestie Issa said, favorite song from the album. Oh, <sighs> what. Man I Am has grown on me. It's a bop. The one from Sam Smith? It's too good. Have you listened to it, like, fully? No, I It's got to. stuff like, no, nah, I'm not gay, bro, and stuff like that. Like, no, it I is haven't. so good. Um, also, Watiti, obviously. I'm really, obviously, got, like, a soft spot for Miss Billie Eilish with What Was I Made For? Mm-hmm. I can't even listen to it. I have to no. skip it. Well, but. it's crazy because she was, there's a little video of her. She was like, this song wouldn't have been made for this movie, but don't don't think that this is not exactly how I feel. Like, yeah. she she made it clear, like, this movie inspired this song, but it's everything that, like, it's still very true to her yeah. as an artist, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I think she had posted on Instagram, too, like, a bunch of pictures of her when she was little, like, playing with Barbies, and she had, like, a Barbie birthday mm. cake and everything like that, and I was like... <laughs> I also love, because, you know, Greta kind of talked about how it's, like, Barbie's heart song, so watching it, watching the movie a second time and kind of hearing the leitmotif of yeah. that kind of coming in any time that she felt a little bit emotional, I was like, oh, I see, it mm-hmm. It all, like, ties it all together. Bestie Thomas said, how many gallons of tests, I'm assuming that needs to be tears, did you cry at Barbie? The first time, not that many, but that's because I had, like, makeup on, we were gonna do stuff after, so I was, like, trying to keep it in. And then yesterday, I cried, I cried there, I cried on the bus, I cried when I got home, it was a lot. Yeah, I was like, yeah. There was one point Chloe looked over at me and she goes, Bestie. Because <laughs> you kept sniffling. Yeah. Uh, Bestie Thomas said, should they make an outer space Barbie movie? Yes. Mm. I'm down for any Barbie movie. I know. They made, like, a little comment about, like, the Ken movie when they were talking about, like, there was one point in the movie where they were making money off of the weird things that were happening oh, in Barbie the Land. the Mojo Dojo Casa House. Yeah, so it was, like, they said, like, oh, we're, the Ken movie's already, like, 
a blockbuster hit and he's number like the one number tattoo. one tattoo so i'm like it'd be funny if they made like a little ken spinoff i but, would i would watch it yeah uh, Bestie Thomas said, if they made more movies, would you want them to be live action or like the other movies? I think it'd be really fun if they did like an animated movie, but like in the same kind of concept and world as like they just did the Barbie movie, like to see an animated movie kind of be taken that seriously would be fun. Yeah. yeah. Also, I would just love to live in the era of Barbie and the Twelve Dancing Princesses, Princess Popper, Fairytopia, Mermaidia, all that. If I could watch those movies for a first time again, I would do it. I would. Absolutely. Alright, Bestie, what have you been watching lately? Let's see. Um, I started the new season of Too Hot to Handle, which we talked about last week. Um, it's just as juicy, just as horny pretty boring though like it gets it gets pretty repetitive like okay they can't kiss they can't touch they're gonna do it anyways uh it's just like a little bit annoying because it like chloe was watching an episode with me just now and it was like these guys had one little retreat where they were talking about their emotions they're like my life is completely changed i'm like dude (laughs) like you're that emotionally disattached that one time you're talking about emotions your like whole life turns upside down that says a lot. Yeah. Is that all that you've... No. Um, I watched... She said, no. Did we watch... We watched Wayne's World uh, for the first time. Um, well, Chloe's first time, not my first time. I hadn't seen this movie in a while, and while we were watching it, I'm like, oh, I remember this scene. Oh, I remember <laughs> this part. I remember this. It was like, oh, it's been a while. And then I watched Angus Thong's Imperfect Snogging. Mm, I still haven't seen with that movie. Mr. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson I before. No, he was in that. Before he was taken from us from that old, old woman. <laughs> then I watched Babylon, which I need to watch it. It was it was long, and it was just like. There was one point I had like 30 minutes left and I had to turn it off because I was doing something else. And then I was like, I really don't want to sit and watch these 30 minutes. And then I think I finished it. I think there was still some more left, but the Wi-Fi kept going out. So I'm like, yeah, that's close enough. That's close enough to the end. I'm good. I just hate. I love movies about movies. I think it's very Hollywood to make movies about movies. It just felt like so like butt kissy to like Mm. the like film world especially like film executives and then i watched pride and prejudice the 2005 version i can't say it was my favorite too many big words Uh, (laughs) i hate you (laughs) then i watched uh they cloned tyrone with john boyega that one was pretty good very much like um sorry to bother you vibes in a way Mm. Uh, but not as like uh, cryptic Mm. and then obviously Barbie again yeah as Gabby said finally watched Wayne's World I finished Under the Silver Lake and I loved this movie it was so good crazy literally insane Um, I watched There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane which made me so emotional it's like this woman it's a documentary from HBO and this woman was in a car accident in which she killed herself and um three of her 
all three of her nieces, one of her kids, and like her five-year-old son was the only survivor. She also killed three other people in a car that she hit and it just was very sad and yeah. Um, I watched Airplane! Exclamation point, which has Shirley, you can't be serious. Oh, I am serious is. and don't call me Shirley. Ah. And at one point, I'm sitting next to a mom and like her five-year-old kid and I'm watching this movie and they hit like turbulence in the middle of the movie and all of a sudden this lady just comes on screen with her boobies out shaking them. I was like, what is happening? <sighs> I was like, I hope y'all didn't see that. <laughs> and then of course we rewatched Barbie. And, then, and I'm probably going to go see it like 50,000 more times. Yeah. We're finally watching what we do in the shadows. Yep. And we finally got the Security Breach DLC. <laughs> so we started watching Markiplier play that last night. Um, I started watching some of the game theory stuff, but not really. I just find it so funny because... They're currently, uh, Mr. Matt Pat and his family are currently in fucking London, <laughs> and they, like, made a joke that was like, oh, I hope they put out the DLC before we go to London so we don't have to worry about it while we're there, and obviously it happens while they're there, and you can hear Stephanie in the background being like, can we hurry it up? Because <laughs> she just wants to, like, enjoy her vacation and not be sitting down playing yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. It's crazy. Um, you want to give me some cells? um i'll go ahead uh let's do tonka trunk why do i keep saying it like that tonka truck by mihita uh let's do ring-a-ling by black eyed peas ring-a-ling-a-ling a who calling my phone so late in the morning pick it up pick it up no warning uh let's do therapy by andrew garfield nan you're a window shopper by lily allen and let's do cinnamon girl by lana del rey uh for me let's do in her mood by miss ice spice be like damn she in her mood (laughs) i cannot believe that princess diana was on barack obama's summer playlist and then we've got get up by new jeans that one is sure and then I made a reference to this song the other day, Bands by Comathazine. Bands will make her dance. No, it's the one that's like, <laughs> Bands, 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 that's our check talking. Take off your pants, pants, pants. There's no time for talk. You know that one? No. Um, what else? Uh, let's do... Ah, you better hurry it up now. Breed by Nirvana and Must Be by Lou Phelps. Hey, 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 might be the jack and the coat, hey, might be the coat, whatever, really. Yeah, yeah. All right, this girlie's got to go to work. So, yeah, unfortunate. Bye. 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 I hate you. Bye. Bye. Follow the. Go ahead. Oh, follow the podcast at Haters Film Club on Instagram and follow me on Letterboxd and Instagram at Chloe underscore R Mercier. And my Letterboxd and Instagram is at Curly Femme, as you know. Oh, do we know? You know, what kind of scares me Mm. is, side note, sidebar, 
Um, I saw a TikTok the other day of this girl who was like about the heebie-jeebies. No, about this girl who was talking about how there was like an AI who used like her fake, like a fake version of her voice, calling her parents, being like, "I just got in a crash. I need you to send me money." And I'm like, "Oh, it's a good thing I don't have a lot of videos of me out there. I don't have to worry about that." And then I'm like, "Wait." Wait. We have a whole ass podcast where we talk for hours. They're gonna get our voices and s- scam our family. So, family, if you're here now, if you ever get a call asking for money, hang up. Call, uh, call whoever was supposedly calling you. And make also, sure. you should know that's fake because I'd never ask anybody for money. Well, I'm in a predicament, so I might be asking people for money. <laughs> but if if you are concerned. Just give me a call back. It's the nanogens. Yeah.